morning, and welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series where we interview firm executives and thought leaders, as well as third-party industry luminaries and experts on important global business trends, topics, and leading practices. My name is Stan LaPique, and I lead global research for KPMG's Management Consulting Services Group. And I'm pleased to have with us here today Mr. Martin Gonzalez. Martin's a member of the U.S. firm, and he is a director in the CIOA Advisory Service. So, Martin, thank you for joining us here today on this edition of Advice Worth Keeping. So the topic today is an extremely important one, and that's disaster recovery. And what we're going to do is have Martin walk us through some recent client work he's done, which really highlight the importance of disaster recovery, but also isn't just about the technology or about just building a center. Those are certainly pieces of it or banding a center you might have. So there's certainly key components to disaster recovery around having the best technology, having a place to manage the process. But I think what Martin will explain to us is how it can be much bigger than that and, and also how disaster recovery and implementing a new program and approach and technology isn't just um, project really is a journey. Maybe, Martin, to start out, if you could just give us a little background on the client in particular we've been talking about, but just in general what you're seeing in the market around disaster recovery, how firms are approaching it, how that might be changing today, and just describe to us sort of the client situation that you've been working with for the past several months at least. What we've seen in the marketplace is that there's definitely a requirement to go ahead and sustain systems in a disaster. Customers are now at a point where they're expecting you to deliver services continuously. So they have little tolerance for any sort of disruption, regardless if it's just a system outage or a complete regional disaster. In the situation that I'm going to reference is the regulators of our specific client, which is a major financial services organization, the regulators have found substantial deficiencies in the institution's ability to really recover from a regional disaster. The client had already started to build a disaster recovery data center to address the findings. However, they also realized that it wasn't just a technology issue that had to be resolved, but that they needed also to have some very effective process tools and training to really be able to execute the solution effectively. Once the client had the center in place, is that really solving their problem or was there more to it that they needed to address, particularly in response to some of the regulatory issues they were facing? No, good point. What we actually did is the first step in this whole process was really to conduct an assessment and see what were they able to accomplish. In other words, what was the current state capability even after they built the data center Were they able to execute on the process? Did they have the right sponsorship? Was the right governance program in place? Did they have a good target operating model that actually sustained the services over time? And we found that none of those were really sufficient to meet their needs. So what we did is we we helped them to develop a program that was coupled with their business recovery process and leveraged some of the existing tools and processes that were already in place such as the crisis management plans, their business recovery plans, and so forth, so that as they introduced this new data center, disaster recovery data center was out of region, they were able to execute the process successfully. Now, that included identifying new resources that needed to be located outside of the region to actually perform the recovery process, but it also included developing of a test strategy that actually built knowledge over time to be able to translate a lot of the tribal knowledge that existed with the client along the recovery process to a third-party provider. 
How would you characterize the difference in the scenario you just described and what you did with that client versus what you may have been doing, say, five years or so ago? So if I'm an organization listening to this and I have a disaster recovery center in place, everything seems to be working well, are there changes in the market or are there changes in the threat levels? And certainly we've seen a lot of threats around the integrity of organization systems. Have things changed a lot? So if I'm reasonably comfortable with my current set of capabilities, should I maybe not be? And are there things, and if I have something up and running, I should be looking at it? Has the world changed that much or is it just, this is a situation where the organization just needed to respond to some new challenges they faced? Well, it was definitely new challenges. But I think, to your point, there are definitely some nuances that have been introduced over the last few years, and that is that there is a much higher dependency on the technology. The expectations are that these systems are continuously available. And what's happening is even if you have a disaster recovery plan and it's been tested regularly, what needs to happen is to look at types of scenarios. And those scenarios could be anything from a cyber security issue to perhaps some malicious damage that was done inside a data center to see if your processes are really adequate to dealing with those particular instances. The issue here was that there was a a lack of these processes. But what we found is that as we started building back some of the onions, we looked at what was the actual underlying causes. And those underlying causes for, we found, was that the processes weren't being updated. In any organization, it's important to maintain documentation and to maintain the process and even the training of the recovery teams. One of the things that usually happens that really keeps the process out of sync is an insufficient change management process, one that doesn't address or doesn't take into consideration the impacts of change, of production changes on the DR environment. This is one of those major issues that really needs to be validated. And one of the ways to validate that is to actually have exercises that really test that capability. Okay, that's helpful. So in terms of this particular client situation, summarize what was accomplished. And obviously, an initiative like this is something that has to be done, particularly if there are regulatory issues. In terms of what was accomplished, are there ROI that could that an organization should look at around this from the standpoint of, of building the case for change? I mean, obviously, in this case, change was a trust upon them. They had to respond to this. In general, is this something that you just have to do and you have to do well? Or do you get into, in terms of looking at the accomplishments, determining did they match up to what was originally envisioned? the cost-benefit of that appropriate, or is, is that not really applicable to this type of investment? It's difficult to put an ROI on this, but one of the things that effectively gets done through a business impact analysis is to really determine the cost, both from a financial, reputational, or even regulatory impacts to the business. If you look at it, this is a method of protecting those particular streams, whether it's your revenue or your customer stream, it's a way of protecting it in case of a disaster. It's not necessarily going to generate additional revenue for you, but it's definitely going to protect your revenue stream. In this particular case, it was definitely a regulatory finding. It was one that if the institution didn't take care of this, could actually affect your operating license. The biggest accomplishment was that the regulatory finding was closed. The regulators were very pleased with the progress that the institution had made. The institution was now able to really deliver the services to its customers in pretty much a sustainable fashion, that they can continue the service in case of a of a regional disaster. And then the biggest thing, I think, was that there was a sustainable program that was developed 
that had the appropriate tools, the process, and the trained resources to actually execute on that. The issue here is that DR, it has to be an integrated process, and it has to be integrated with all of the other systems that or life cycles that are in place. So one of those that we were able to accomplish is as systems are now being developed and they're in their conceptual phase, there are considerations being made to what type of resiliency DR capability it needs. And those capabilities are now designed into the solution set right from the offset. Okay, Martin, well, then maybe to wrap up, what would you characterize as the major takeaways? What were the major takeaways from this particular client effort and for our clients out there listening when they look at what should they expect to get out of this type of initiative and investment? Good point. So to summarize it, I would say that recognize, as our customer did, that technology is just one part of the recovery equation. There has to be a much broader strategy to actually build, execute, and maintain your recovery capability. And this includes you know, periodic reviews. It includes understanding changes that may occur, that may render some of your capabilities inoperable and addressing those. And it also means periodically assessing what are the actual needs of the business to see if the current capability actually addresses their need. So that's probably the first one. Probably another two is don't underestimate the effort in training new resources, and especially in recovery procedures. What we found is that there's a lot of tribal knowledge that exists in organizations. These individuals use that knowledge to go ahead and execute procedures uh, to recover systems and so forth. But when trust upon a new group to actually perform those particular procedures, it becomes a lot more difficult to convey that information. So there has to be a process developed that would actually capture the knowledge and then that transition really occurs through the documentation process but also through the execution of the exercises. Really not a project, doesn't really have an ending. It's really a journey and it needs to evolve over time. Every time that we execute, we're actually making the whole process better. And that includes the training of our resources and the effective documentation of the recovery process. Okay, Martin. Well, very good stuff. Obviously, this is a significant and important topic for our clients. And as you highlighted, it's something that's going to be even more important and more challenging going forward, given the state of the market today from a threat standpoint. Thank you very much for your time today. This has been some good stuff. And I also encourage our listeners to check out a case study based on this effort. There's a link to that off of the landing page. So, Martin, again, great stuff. Thank you very much for your time. And you can find the links to the items we referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash US slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation.